my guest today is Adam Gallick. I am so delighted to have him here today as my guest. And I have to tell you all who follow this podcast that I have put this man through the paces already. <laughs> he is this wonderful artist who I have featured on the new website at lauriegreen.net and his beautiful collection of vintage, quirky, um, whimsical art from the Gallic Sea, G-A-L-E-K-S-E-A, -E but kind of a riff on the, on the word galaxy as in celestial. He, his art totally uh, brought me in and inspired me to reach out to him and see if I could feature his stuff on my website in my Luna Lumiere collection. And he's been lovely from the word go and so encouraging. And I've been doing the podcast for a while, so I've got some of this stuff figured out and everything has gone backwards with Adam. Like I sent him the wrong time zone link and you name it, I did it. And then my computer decided to redo its browser today. And I don't know, he's been so gracious. So I'm so happy to have him here with me today to hear about his art journey, um, to hear about his soul journey. And you know what? I'm just going to say it straight away. This whole year, I'm giving myself the gift of, and clearly beyond this year, flow curiosity and play. Those are what we've been talking about in the podcast, Adam, is I'm giving those gifts to myself. And man, things were not flowing. So I just dropped into curiosity and play. <laughs> and I felt like I'm supposed to keep doing this podcast with you. Um, so clearly no stress because I've completely wigged out the whole process now. So you're going to come out a star no matter what you say. And um, it's, I'm delighted to have you here. And let's just start by saying who you are, where you're coming from, and maybe a little bit about your background. Um, yes, I'm Adam. I, um, I currently live in Portland, Oregon. Um, and yeah, I'm originally from the Chicagoland area. Mm -hmm. So I kind of grew up uh, in and around Chicago. Um, and then hopped around a little bit. Um, and yeah, now I'm just, now I'm in Portland. And what's your art background, Adam? Have you always been an artist? Um, basically music is my background in art. Yeah. I, when I was probably about like 12 or so, I got into music um, and so I've been playing the drums, um, guitar, um, keyboards, um, all that kind of stuff since, since like middle school. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I didn't even get into like visual arts until like way later as just like a hobby. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So are you still active in the music scene right now as well with the other things you're doing? Yeah, yeah, that's, music's always like kind of like my passion stuff, like passion projects are all like music projects. Um, gotcha. And so, yeah, actually like at the end of last year, I um, I had just finished a project and, and put it out. And so, um, yeah, it's a 10 song album uh, <gasps> called Dream of Consciousness. Um, oh my God. 
God, really? And yeah, yeah. And, and okay, I need to hear yeah, more about that. Yeah, I go by the that. name Contagious. That's my name. Yeah, yeah. Contagious what? Contagious. Yawns. Contagious yawns. 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, I love that's like it. the music name I go by. Like my band name. Yeah. Oh, very I see. I knew. I knew there would be lovely surprises here in the podcast. This is a whole other side of you. I don't know, and I'm so glad you're getting to talk about it. Here, tell me a bit about your music. Like, what kind of genre does it fit in, or does it, or what's going on there? Um, yeah, that's always really hard to answer. Um, this latest project I I finished, and like the most recent one I'm working on. Um, is kind of similar to my approach to to the collage artwork, mm -hmm. um, you know, that my Etsy and stuff. Um, I basically have been making music and then finding like old videos, like vintage, like movies or commercials or um, like documentaries mm -hmm. and just like finding little clips of people saying things that I like and sort of like chopping them up and collaging them into basically like the lyrics of the song um, oh and then like layering that over the music. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I didn't ask you to prepare this at all, but is there anything you have that you could play or I will absolutely link you in the notes, you know, of the show notes so that folks can find your music too. But is there anything you have there that you could play a little bit of? And that's fine if you don't, cause I didn't even, you know, give you that bit of warning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wasn't even like prepared to tell. I wasn't even like thinking about talking about this when, you, when we were talking. Um, yeah, I have, I, I don't really have anything, I guess, like to play right now, but I can give you links to, um, like I have a band camp page where you can stream the songs. Oh, um, fantastic. Yeah. I so would I love that. that yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I want all your links. I will, you know, for the audience here, we will definitely provide all of Adam's links in the show notes, both to his art and his music. And I will definitely be checking out your music. This, this whole spirit of collage is something that has always fascinated me because I feel like I'm an artist at heart and I can't draw a damn thing, right? Mm -hmm. So collage has been my salvation because I know when I see beauty or I know when I see something quirky or different and I want to gather that and I want to put that together in some kind of eclectic, unique, soulful way. And I can cut and paste like the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I and it's opened up this whole like, for example, uh, my children's baby books, you know, like they're teenagers now. And I'm like in about, you know, the first few months of their life in terms of their baby books. That's how far behind I am. But I'm taking this whole collage approach to what I'm doing. They're like, you know, uh, ephemera from those moments and little clips of things. And like you say, quotes and different things like that. And I'm just putting this all into this almost interactive book where you can lift things up and um, and open little uh, packets and see different things in the story of them as it's unfolding as they grow up. And again, of course, they're teenagers now, so I've got a bit of work to do, but I'll, I'll get that in with all these other things I'm spearheading 
right now, but oh I love. Is that, is that a? Go ahead. Is, sorry, is that like a is that a digital thing you're doing, or is that like physical? No, it's actual physical. Now? But I've seen folks do that in a digital way, which is really cool too. And I, I had the need to do it in a tactile way. Like, for example, like I might have a little corner of an old baby blanket, you know, like pasted in there so you could still feel it or lift it up or look at a quote. And then of course the pictures of them and their little stories and, and things like that. But it's a very textual thing, but it's totally collage driven. And, you know, I'll find just little things in my day to day here that will find their way into these visual tales, almost um, storybooks of their lives. And I find that I'm doing that on my website, which is why I reached out to you because I had the whole Luna Lumiere collection and your collage work fits so beautifully into that because I love this idea of texture and collaboration. That's what my soul likes to do. So it sounds like you're doing that not only in your art, but in your music. So I will be fascinated to hear what that translates to in music. Cause I, I'm not aware of anybody doing that sort of thing in music. So tell us a little yeah. bit more about that, please. About the music side. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about how I even like got on that path. I think it was mainly like, I didn't want to sing, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so it was like, how can I add vocals to this? Um, and I, there were some bands that I just like kind of loved over the years, like a band called The Books. Um, and they were like, they were probably like the first band that I heard that was doing anything like that, where it was just like, they made the music and then layered samples of audio that they found over it. Gotcha. Um, and I, yeah, I always loved that style and didn't know like too many groups that did that kind of work. And yeah, it was just kind of fun. It was like exactly just like the collage, you know, it was like fun to like hunt around for stuff. And then like, when you have that moment of like, oh, this, this fits, this is going to fit with this. I like the cadence of how like something was said and it's just going to like, I don't know, you just get that, you have that moment where it's like this, this is the voice that fits uh, with the music that I just made. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. There's something just like really fun about the whole process. Oh, that's, yeah. that's fantastic. And tedious, watching like hours and hours of videos to just like find those like words that, you know, and then it gets harder when you find the clip that you like, because then you're like, all right, now I need to like find things that are like relevant to this idea that I've discovered, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's tedious work, but I like it. Yeah. Would you say music is your lead dog? And then the art that you're doing like on Etsy is, is secondary to that? Or do they both hold an equal space or? Well, the music definitely came first, but the, the Etsy stuff and the art, um, because that's like turned into a business, mm-hmm. um, takes up a, a bigger chunk of my time. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, the, the, music, the music's definitely secondary as far as like how much time I'm able to uh, spend on it. Okay. Yeah. And for those of you who are, and again, there'll be all kinds of links here and you can see Adam's work not only on his site, but it's featured on my site as well, The um, his art prints, etc. Um, if you're unfamiliar as I'm talking here, 
and he takes these beautiful vintage and he riffs on the moon. So like he might have a cat with the moon or a whale with the moon or vintage swimmers with the moon. Um, but there's this whole idea of the, the lunar element and it's all in black and white and maybe some sepia tones here and there. Um, and it's this, I, I just was so drawn to it when I first saw it because it was different. And um, if you've been following me or the podcast for a while, you know, I'm a lunar child and we've just started into the sap moon. It's just a crescent right now in the sky. So we're moving into our spring moons right now. And let me ask you a bit. I have two questions burning now. Suddenly, I want to ask you about the moon, Adam. And then I also want to ask you, you know, how it became an inspiration. And number two, whether you're doing your music or your visual arts, do you feel like the art exists itself? In other words, like what's trying to be created already has a shape and a feeling to it and it's just your job to sort of align with it? Or do you take a really um, linear process towards diving in? Do you see what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm saying, does it already exist and it's your job to sort of let it into the world in its in its form, or do you collaborate with what you're creating in a different kind of way? The, the reason I say that is like with the whole redesign of my website here, I felt like a muse took hold of me all of February and said, this is where we're going and we're doing this. And I was sort of along for the ride and I was figuring stuff out as we went and reaching out to artists like you. And, and it was just like this whirlwind. And I felt like it was not to make it grandiose, but I felt like it was something bigger than me taking me along for a ride. And it was joyous and it was exciting. And like, of course I want that to flourish as a business, but it wasn't even about that at some point. It was just like, no, this has to come into the world somehow. This has to be here. And my participation with it will sort itself out as we go. So I sort of felt like it was its own thing. And it said, are you willing? Are you listening? We'll, we'll ride on your back for a while. And that's, I think the best ideas I've ever had have sort of felt like that. It hasn't been me sitting down saying, okay, I'm going to plan something and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be artistic. You know, that's just not how it's worked for me. It's almost like something takes over and I'm kind of along for the ride and trying to stay out of its way. So feel free to go anywhere with what I just said. <laughs> I, um, I mean, yeah, that is like, you nailed it. Like that is totally how I feel um, when I've finished something that, that I'm happy with. Um, it's like, yeah, that, that's definitely it. Like I almost, I almost feel weird taking credit for it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Like, right, it's like, where did these ideas even come from, you know? It was like, yeah, like looking back on, on like music or art that I've made that I really like, I'm just like, I don't even, I don't even know how that came together. You know, when I look back on it, like a year, two years, whatever. Um, so yeah, it, it almost feels like it's something that's just sort of 
I agree with you, like sort of presented to you and then you just kind of like put the puzzle pieces together. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. My um, sort of framework, my past is in teaching and psychology and, and the brand of psychology, the, the genre of psychology that, that I am schooled in is depth and archetypal psychology. And that's why that's interesting to me because what we're talking about here for, feels archetypal. Again, not to make it too grandiose, but like there's this pattern that emerges and it's joyful and it sort of bubbles up and it's like, who wants me? You know, like who wants to take hold of this? And, you know, maybe it's your moment. Maybe you've got that month of time or that three months of time yeah. and you're like, I'll do it. And it's like these contracts Contract. get made and we don't even know why or how, but it leaves us as artists bigger for having that happened through us. And again, you just sort of look at the baby, however it goes out into the world and you're proud of it, but yeah, you don't feel sort of like that's mine or, you yeah. know, it's just like, there it is. And, and to, to be really almost um, gracious towards the fact that you were visited and could participate in some way, I think that's why I was drawn to your art because I could sense that archetypal thing. Even if I don't under understand it really, I, I know it when I see it. So I'm yeah. so glad to know that there are musical uh, roads I can go down with what you're doing too. Yeah, 100%. And, and like, I definitely, like what you said about um, like not, I can't remember how you worded it, but it was something about like not trying too hard at it. Um, it that definitely resonates with me because um, especially with the collages, like anytime I have an idea and I'm like, oh, this would be great for a collage. And then like, I try and like make that happen. It either doesn't happen or it's way harder than when I'm just kind of like browsing through images and then one just kind of like hits me and I'm like, oh, that could be, I could see how that could be something yes. like, you know, it's like, it's like, it happens easier when I don't have an initial idea and I'm just kind of open to whatever comes my way. Yes. Yes. And, and I think it's so important that we talk about this because whether you're creating a meal, creating a podcast, creating a piece of art, a piece of music, we can open to this way of living. And clearly my whole interview with you today has gone this way. Cause like it was a complete crap shoot from <laughs> a lot of the time because everything kept going wrong, but I was having such a good time with you and I was laughing about it and you were so gracious. And I'm just like, okay, this isn't a no, this is just a little chaotic, um, you know, and we'll just ride with this and, and see where it, where it goes. And, I think I said to you when we were even scheduling that um, this interview already exists in some way, not to be too woo-woo for everybody, but it already exists and it wants to come out and it'll come out. And, you know, we're sort of here participating yeah. in it, but we're also sort of observing it too. Um, so anyway, I when I said to my husband uh, earlier yeah. that I'd sent you the complete long wrong link, um, I said, honey, I just told him I'm a crackhead. And he's like, did you really say that? I said, yes. He's like, good. <laughs> because he's like, you just yeah, need yeah. to just call it out right away. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, yeah. and tell me about the moon, where the moon came from 
in terms of inspiration for you? Um, It's interesting that we're like having this discussion right now because like like thinking about the moon and how it came to be in the art, like really was segued from the music side of things Mm -hmm. because um, when I was living in Nashville, you know, I was playing music with people. I had lots of friends playing music and that was the same time that I was getting into, um, into, into art, um, into like the moon and the collages. Mm -hmm. And um, I had some friends who needed um, a show poster, you know, they needed a poster for their show. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll mess around with this collage stuff to do it. Um, and like the very first thing I ever made um, with the moon was the cowboy moon. Um, oh, you're kidding. Oh yeah. my God. That's one of my favorites. Is it? It yeah. is. It, it really is. Please continue. I'll, I'll jump in on yeah, that so, in a second. No, that, that, one was, that one was initially me hunting around for images, um, knowing that like the end goal was to make a show poster for my friend's band. And I just, I stumbled across the cowboy kind of looking out into the distance. And then, you know, as I was collecting images, came across the moon and was just like, oh, this would be, this could be awesome to just have this giant moon, oversized Mm -hmm. moon that that he's staring at. Um, And then, and then, I don't know, I just like loved how that like initial thing turned out. And so it just sort of led me down that road of, you know, how else can I, how many, like, what other perspectives can I take on this, you know? Gotcha. Well, your whole collection with the moon, it's just, it's so fun. And, but yet it has a lot of depth and, and meaning to it. And that cowboy piece is one of my favorites. I mean, I like them all for different reasons, but that leapt out to me straight away because I'm a transplant to North Carolina I grew up in Wyoming and that's how my world was, is diving into that picture that you did, that collage. It's very vast there. It's very spacious and it's basically all sky. Like Wyoming and Montana are all sky because there's 500,000 people in all of Wyoming and it's like the 10th largest state. So you just have this sense of space and vastness and the moon has always guided me just ever since I was little. And I felt, I feel when I look at that um, collage, your moon cowboy moon collage, I feel both um, a tenderness and an aloneness, although it's not lonely, um, but I feel an aloneness, but yet I feel like the moon is so loving there in its presence. So, you know, here's this soul cowboy and and everything in Wyoming was sort of like the rugged individualist. And I was kind of always out of place there in a sense, because I I just felt like I didn't grow up sort of a ranch person. Um, And so I struggled with where do I even fit here in in some ways, but I can appreciate it and, and love it. And and love the um, sensibility of aspects of that. But I could just feel myself almost in that picture and feeling that aloneness, although not feeling lonely, because how could you feel lonely with that kind of glorious radiance there? 
um, sort of staring back at you. And I love that it's outsized, you know, it's just bigger almost than the canvas itself of the moon there. And I, in fact, I've featured that on my site, um, you know, to get a larger print of it, not just your regular size prints, but like you can get a big canvas of that. Cause I can't imagine a cooler canvas for your home than that. Um, and I hope, I hope folks check that out because it's such a, it just is a really compelling piece. And then your other pieces are really playful, you know, like the cat or the whale um, in, in regard to the moon. So it's really fun too, because you have this sort of whimsical lightheartedness around it as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for saying all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's very genuine. So I'm seeing, um, a really cool picture behind you and it's got to mean something. And then I see all your records and your stereo equipment and stuff. So um, can you describe the painting that's behind you? Because that's got to be part of your vibe and you're part of your jam. Yeah, that is, that actually was painted by my great aunt. Oh, you're kidding. Uh, I I have a few of her. She, she painted and I just like, um anyone who knows me that's like always that painting is always just like the first thing you see in any space that like I've ever lived in I just like love it so much I do too Um, can you describe it for folks it's it's basically this um like five-year-old child on a rocking horse just like in the middle of a field with a blue sky behind him but he's got this like really like menacing look on his face (laughs) So it's like, I've always loved the dichotomy of like how he looks really creepy, but it's like also this like innocent, um, just like, you know, playful thing too. I love that. So like a bit of the trickster in him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, If if I'm looking at the colors here, there's a lot of of the primary colors. So a lot of red, green, blue, um, and then some white. And it's, it's almost like, this little boy is galloping across this meadow or this field on a rocking horse with this sort of, you know, crazy glee. Um, but yeah, yeah, this sort of dance between the trickster and the innocence and the joy, and then maybe a little bit of darkness there that we don't even have to sort of define, but it's there and we just let it be there too, because it makes the art better to have that little bit of darkness there. Yeah, yeah. There's like, yeah, towards the top, there's like that dark, ominous cloud kind of cloud. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like either a little bit of a storm is coming in or has lifted one of the other. So um, and, and I talk a lot about that in the podcast and in my writing, you know, that that bit of the dark when it's there and when it's presenting itself, you know, from the perspective I was trained in, we just let it be there you know, we just have a conversation with it. We don't try to make it go away because then it gets stronger, (laughs) but we just, as best we can try to give it a creative life of Mm. some kind, um, so that it doesn't take over and be destructive or, you know, um, we let it have its sort of quirky sense of humor or whatever it's, it's seeking through us, but there's a way to have a conversation with that piece of us. And, that's certainly been freeing to me in my life over and over again is when I sense that there, you know, I can fight it 
or I can say, you know, how can I give you voice? How can I let you be along for the ride here without, you know, like driving me crazy? So, um, or undermining the good things I want to do or the things that are nourishing to my soul. So, um, I, I love that that's there. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I like that thought too. Cause it's like, yeah, you definitely have those days where, um, you can let, let it just ruin your day. But if you can find a way to harness, yes. harness that energy and turn it into something good. Um, yeah, that's definitely something that I, I struggle with a ton and would love to get better at, you know, turning those dark things or those hard days into like, I don't know, harnessing them into, into something good or productive and, and sort of transforming them rather than just like making it be like a, a terrible day or something like that. Exactly. Cause there's so much energy in it. I mean, that's just the thing I've come to appreciate is that there's so much energy in resistance sometimes that I'm like, I don't want, you know, how can I ally with that in some way so that we can, so it can sort of ride shotgun with me, but <laughs> not take over the driver's seat because there's so much energy there that you don't want to, you know, send it away. And indeed it doesn't go away. It finds another way to, to come back and, and derail things. Um, so yeah, just knowing all those parts of ourselves and, and letting them live in some way, but yet having enough agency to say, okay, I see you, whatever darker, quirky things coming up and, and you have a right to be here. You just can't like run the whole show, you know, like you can't take over, but you belong too. So that's definitely a theme I see in your work. I'll look forward to seeing in your music. Um, and it's definitely a theme that I've written and shared for several years now. Um, how are we doing on time? Because Okay, I, another funny little note that I'll let the viewers in on is when I was trying to get this podcast um, equipment to work today, then I turned on my phone because I didn't want Adam to think I had gone AWOL for our interview. So then I had the Zoom saying, you have three participants in your Zoom call. And I'm like, who's the third? And Adam's like, I think it's your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, of course. <laughs> Good job. So anyway, I don't want to turn my phone on because it was giving me all kinds of weird feedback. So how are we doing time-wise? Because I don't have a clock in front of me. Okay. Yeah, how good. much more time do you have, Adam? Um, I would say probably like 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. So is there anything else you'd like to say in regard to art, present um, projects you're working on or, or where you see your career flowing? And, you know, again, not trying to be too personal, but if there's anything you want to share, of course, again, the links will be there on the podcast for folks to check you out. Um, but before we sort of transition to the Proust questionnaire and, and find out who the real Adam is. Um, I, I just want to give you a chance to, to say anything more about your art journey. Yeah. You know, it's, I really enjoy, I'm really into the business side of things with it. Um, mm. It's, it's been such a challenge. Um, and so just, yeah, being part of, I don't know, just like being part of the evolution of it. And like every day there's basically like something that comes up that 
I didn't have to deal with the day before. And like, it's, it's just like constantly like one big learning experience. Uh, (laughs) And, and so I'm just like interested to see where that goes. And, um, and so like with that, we'll become, we'll be, um, you know, making more art, which I'm, I'm working on a new series right now that is like my first time stepping away from the moon with, with all this stuff. Um, so that's been fun. It's basically, um, I found, I came across these, these old vintage images of women doing yoga poses. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want to say they're maybe from like the sixties. And so I've been having like a lot of fun sort of cutting those up and, rearranging those yeah I don't know it it's interesting I'm trying to make like a whole series of them maybe like 10 or 12 um and I'm getting real close I just had some like initial test prints done yesterday on them and was like I've been working on these for so long and like every time I've done a test print it like hasn't quite been what I was going for Mm -hmm. Um, but when I picked them up yesterday I was like yes I think I think I've finally gotten there with these oh, things. Oh, fantastic. That's a wonderful feeling when you see yeah. that start. To, and it's more of a feeling even than uh, an intellectual thing, at least in my experience. It just feels like, yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. That That's how it's looking. That's how it's feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's definitely a different feel from, from the moon stuff. The moon stuff, you know, um, just naturally is darker because of, in, as far as like colors go, because of mm-hmm. the dark sky. Um and so these are like white background with um, like a grayscale um, as the foreground. So just as far as like brightness and colors go, it's going to be like sort of like the opposite. It's going like to be like the inverse lighter, of that. Okay. Uh, lighter piece. Yeah. Do you, in fact, um, are there some pastel colors in there too or no? Because I was thinking maybe I saw something on some of your Instagram posts that maybe had a little bit along the vein of that, but it might not be. Yeah. You know what? Those were actually like the initial go at, at the, at the pieces I'm talking about actually. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, this is going to basically be them in the form that I've got them now, but yeah, exactly. That's exactly those, those images. Yeah. They're from a long time ago. I've been like, I've just been trying to get them right for so long. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, t- I totally get that. Yeah, sometimes. Place where I feel right, but they've been they've been traveling with you for a while already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm not giving up on them. Yeah, yeah, that that will be really fun to to see the unveiling of that. So we'll be uh, watching and and checking that out. Tell again, I'll have this in the program notes, but we can find you on Etsy. We can yeah. find you on Instagram. Um, just tell folks where to find you. Cause I want them to be able to link with you. And then again, I'll provide the links, but go ahead and tell people where they can find you and your work and what you're doing and the music. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the Etsy is, um, Etsy.com backslash shop backslash the galaxy. So it's T H E my last name, G A L E K and then S E A. Okay. So yeah. Etsy.com shop the galaxy yeah great um so yeah that's where you'll find all the moon stuff we've been talking about and then these yoga images hopefully right around the corner so and they'll go on Um, your etsy site the yoga stuff will go on the etsy site 
Yep. Yep. Okay. Great. Um, and then, yeah, my, I, I'm not like huge with the social media stuff. So like, if you want to check out the Instagram, it's at the galaxy. Um, but I'm not on there a ton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I totally get that people have very, in, um, intentional choices around social media increasingly by the day. And I so get that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. okay. And then the music, tell us where yeah. we can find your music. Um, contagious yawns music dot bandcamp dot com yeah and you can stream the that dream of consciousness album that i put out um at the end of last year is on there so. oh fantastic okay i'll link there's to some that. videos too i made some like collage videos too. it was like an experiment with some videos um i don't know anything about videos but during lockdown it was like all right <laughs> what am i gonna do here <laughs> And, you know, there's kind of um, the, you know, it's not my phrase, but beginner's mind, you know, when you come to something like tech or some um, artistic expression that you've never done before. And there's the gods are with you in some sweet way there because, yeah, you don't know enough to maybe to be scared <laughs> and and you just sort of fumble your way through. And and it, it it's a good experience, even if it's not perfect, even if it's not you know, like um, Oscar quality right out the gate. It, it's it's beautiful to enter that beginner's mind, child's mind with learning something. You know, clearly that's been the way I've been with the podcast and that I'm not a tech person, you know, and then here I am and I love doing this, you know, and I just kind of kept figuring it out um, or not depending on the day, but, you know, you just keep plugging away. And so I, I, I get that vibe about, yeah, why not? You know, I don't have a degree in this or even any experience in it, but doesn't mean you can't do it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to, like I did um, in our last Deeper Rhythms interview series that we had a, a few weeks back with um, Kelsey Reap here in Asheville, um, I'm going to let the spontaneity and the unconscious and the gods and the muses pick Adam's three questions from the Proust questionnaire um, because I love allowing that element of surprise to be here for both of us and um, sort of honoring that. So I literally roll the dice and pick the <laughs> question that is on the Proust questionnaire like we did last time with Kelsey. And um, if it's a question that Adam is not comfortable with, you can just say pass and I'll, I'll roll again. So, um, cause I don't want you to feel on the spot, but, um, it's fun and it'll give us a little window into you as a human being. So yeah. are you ready for me to roll? Yes. Okay. okay. Um, the first question is number 22 and that is what is your most treasured possession? Well, I don't have a lot of stuff, so, mm. you know, I, I'm pretty minimal, so I don't really have a ton. Um, I have my drum set. I'd say that's probably up there, or my dad's acoustic guitar. Mm. Um, that's up there. Um, dang, I, I this is going to probably sound really bad, but it's probably my computer, okay. honestly, because it's like everything's on there, all my music. Um, all my art is saved on there. Um, Your business is on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, 
if I didn't have that, it would be really tough to do. You know, that's where I make music. That's where I make a lot of art too. So it's like, yeah, it would be tough to go without that. Without um, your computer. Yeah. So then probably my backup hard drive would be number two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I so get that. You know, my yeah. computer's a little bit older and it's still uh-huh. like fantastic. And, you know, like one of these days I'll get one that's slightly lighter, like when I have to fly and, and take it with me and stuff. But I'm like, my God, this computer is kick ass. Like it does so much for me. It allows so much creativity to go out into the world. And it just astonishes me very much to your point, how much I've come to rely on it. Not, and I, again, I don't consider myself a real tech driven person, but it's opened up worlds to me creatively and connecting that I had never anticipated. Yeah. 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 It does feel weird to just like list an electronic for that, but um, yeah. yeah, it, it's, it's probably true. So. Okay. Yeah. Very good. All right. Yeah. Um, and of course the drums and the guitar. So yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just cause the guitar, it's like, it's irreplaceable. So yeah. 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 Gotcha. Okay. The next question is 14. So let me see what that one is. Um, which words or phrases do you most overuse? That's funny. Cause that came up with Kelsey and you know, there's in this Proust questionnaire, there's 35 questions and that, was one of her three. So that's funny that that comes up with you. So what words or phrases do you most overuse? Probably the word like, it's probably in there too much. Um, (laughs) My dad will call me out on that. He hasn't in a while, but um, yeah, him calling me out on that has definitely led me to, it's probably a good thing that I was overusing it because it's made me stop and think before I speak. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I was using like a lot, he would call me out on that. And so I would, you know, I sort of got in the habit of, I don't want to say that. So why don't I figure out what I'm trying to say before I say it? Gotcha. Would yeah. you consider yourself um, an introvert or an extrovert? Um, definitely an introvert. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I, the reason I sort of uh, segued off what you just said in that direction was because, <clears throat> again, they're not hard and fast rules and we all have moments where we're the other, you know, to recharge or to express ourselves in some uh, safe place if, if you're an introvert and, and you have that expression space. But introverts, if, if I'm to over generalize, they tend to know what they're going to say before they say it. You know, they pretty much have it thought through and extroverts process externally. And, and there's just no more beautiful way I've seen this than with my children. I have an introverted son who's my older child who just turned 18. And then my daughter is total extrovert. And the way they, it has saved so many fights with my children or misunderstandings, just knowing they just have a different way of navigating. Cause 
My yeah. son, Luke, won't say anything till he pretty much knows that's what he means. My yeah. daughter, I pick her up and she will say 5,000 things just processing. Some of it can sound crazy and radical and bizarre and like make a mother freak out. And I've just learned to listen to her. And because she doesn't know what she means yet, she doesn't know until she sees it all out there as a choice. And then she'll pick one of those and then she'll go with it. But she doesn't even know what she's thinking till she says it out loud. Because so I've learned with her, thanks to sort of um, reading about introverts and extroverts and educating myself on that, is that I'll say, now, did you just mean X, Y, Z, whatever you just said? And she'll say, no, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even mean that or whatever. And if I had believed what she said coming from the perspective of being an introvert, it would have freaked me out. And same with my husband, total extrovert. He is unfiltered. He says everything out loud. But if I orient that from my perspective, I'm like, oh, he means every single thing he just said. And no, he does not. You know, so it's been really helpful to me to um, to realize that and personality in that way is so fascinating. So, yeah, I get that with the with the introvert. So even though you are um, with this exercise in the word like, it's even having you be even more intentional about what you're about to say. Yeah, I and I get it. I have to start maybe like looking at the world like what you just described. That's interesting. Just like thinking about there I go with life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just realizing that there are different ways that people process things. That's interesting. I have to I have to take notice of that and, and you know yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And like I'll give you an, another example. Um, if I say something kind of dicey or kind of provocative, it's like a needle going across a record for people. It's like, and they just look at me like shocked where my husband and my daughter say shit all the time and nobody responds to them that way. Well, I think that has something to do with this because folks are used to me not saying anything yeah. unless I really mean it. And so right. if I say something kind of pointed, they're like, oh, you know, like straight to the heart. Whereas my husband and my daughter can say outrageous things and nobody's like, oh, they're just blowing off steam or whatever. And I'm like, well, I don't get to do that. So it's funny that like some part of me wants to, like I have extrovert envy sometimes <laughs> because like sometimes yeah. I- Well, that's I interesting that you say that. But... Oh, go ahead. No, please. Oh, I, I was actually thinking about, like I, I really love watching stand-up comedy. Mm. Um, and I was actually like on a similar thought um, the other day about that. Cause it's just like comedians have put themselves in that space where they are able to say more provocative things, you know? And so they can get away with it. Whereas like, I don't know if you had a politician or someone saying the same thing that, you yeah. know, like Dave Chappelle or, or a comedian said, it would be like, no, you cannot say that. You exactly. Know? The rules are yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. Um, so, okay, we're going to roll the dice for the last question, Adam. Okay, it's question 25. What is your most marked characteristic? 
your most marked characteristic? Um, hmm. So what it's do you mean? It's no longer saying the word like, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what, I don't know if I understand exactly. Okay. Well, the way I'm taking that is when people think of you, they think of X, you know, like you, the, the first thing that comes to mind when people think of Adam Gallick, you know, they think of X, Y, Z. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that. Okay. <laughs> you know, I have no idea what anyone's thinking. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to roll for a different one? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. Number nine. Oh my God. This came up with Kelsey too. This is so funny. The gods are in control of the interview. On what occasion <laughs> do you lie? On what occasion do you lie? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, this whole interview is a lie, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, gosh, probably if it's not doing harm, um, it's, it's, um, it's probably me lying to not hurt people's feelings, you know, I, like if it's not, if it doesn't matter either way, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll lie to spare hurting someone's feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd probably be it. Okay. I think Kelsey said something really similar. And then, and then we had a conversation she and I did about, um, is there ever a time because I would say I would answer that the same way. Um, and then I said, but you know what? I have increasingly become aware of when I lie to myself. And that would be like the greater occasion that I lie. And it, it, I, you know, I'm 49. I'll be 50 this summer. And as I grow and have more life experience, I, I'm more honest about how I have you know, sold myself on some of my own junk ideas that I just don't want to travel with anymore that I've lied to myself. And taking risks is not the thing I feel bad about. It's when I haven't before. And so that's why I love talking to artists because everybody's an artist. You don't mm -hmm. maybe know what your medium is yet. Yeah, but do. to me, the to be an artist is to push into that unknown, whatever it is, you know, it could be with your children, you know, being a parent or, um, but everything can become an art form. And I don't mean to elevate that in some sort of unattainable way, but to bring more of the soul to whatever it is your medium is, and it might be a canvas and it might be recording music or, or what have you, but it can be anything. It can be a garden. It can be being a great mom to your infant daughter. It can be so many things, but to push into the unknown with an open heart to me is one definition of an artist who's like, okay, I'm just going to go there. I don't know, but I don't have to do it the ways that society tells me I have to do it or that the family I grew up in tells me I have to do it or any of that. And to me, that those are ways that I lie to myself less and less as I grow older and gain some more experience. I'm like, yeah, I'm proud that that I'm doing less of that than I used to. Because I think we do a lot of it without even realizing that we're under that spell. Right. So you're saying like, 
you maybe felt like you needed to do things a certain way or uh-huh, be a certain uh-huh. way. And that mm-hmm. is a form of lying. Yeah. It wasn't like truly what you wanted to be right. doing or how you wanted to be acting. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's how I frame. Yeah. Cause I'm not a extroverted liar to folks. You know, I don't lie to people. That's kind of not what I do. I'm not comfortable with that, but I have. So I took that um, question to another level for myself because yeah, I don't tend to lie to people out here. I feel really uncomfortable. I'm a bad liar, in fact. Um, yeah. But but there are ways that I increasingly am more honest with who I am in the world than than I used to be. So I like to think of that question in that way. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, I I hope to keep getting that way too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And it feels it feels good too when you when you shed that kind of stuff and um, become more and more your like true genuine self, it, it kind of becomes like easier to be a person in the world too. When you, when you don't have to worry about being anything other than you, you know? Yes. Yes. I completely agree. Cause you don't have to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But it definitely takes time. I know what you mean. I'm sure, I'm sure I have tons of stuff that I'm just like, you know, in, in one way or another is, is not true to, to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We go through the motions of how we've been raised or acculturated or what have you. And then we start waking up to that and we're like, why am I doing that? You know, like, or like, where did that idea even come from? That wasn't even mine, you know, like, you know, and it, it's kind of jarring when that happens, but liberating also yeah. Yeah. when that happens. Yeah. Or just like, you feel like you can't, yeah, there's like maybe like a lot of social pressure to be a certain way or, you know, you know, I can't, I can't wear this or do this or think that because it's like weird or whatever, Uh but pushing through that is yeah. Therapeutic and, and just a better realization of who you are. Yeah. And I think, I think the muses if we're to sort of imagine that the muses are gathered around looking for folks to carry the the artistic um, sensibilities forward into projects and what have you, I think the muses like to pick people who are are willing to do that. They're like Adam's willing to to go out and in, into the unknown here. So let's let's um, let's spark his curiosity about something. I think yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's one way I enjoy thinking about that or like who who's feeling brave today who's willing to go into the unknown and 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 see what happens yeah 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 Yeah. for sure Adam it's been such a pleasure to have you here today and I know my audience um will really enjoy this interview and I want it to bless you and bless your community and, and mine. And I just like this idea about the podcast that it helps people cross pollinate with what they're doing and, and share with their various communities. And um, I just hope it brings you even more recognition than, than you have now and, and certainly what you deserve. So thank you. And thanks for being so patient with my um, gremlins, my tech gremlins a bit ago, but yeah, and your crack addiction too. I had to deal with that earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, have a great rest of the week. And I know I'll be talking to you soon and I'll be checking out your music. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, I, had okay. a, I had a lot of fun today. So it was fun yeah. to talk to you and meet okay. you. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Take good care. All right. You too. Okay. okay Bye-bye. It brings me a lot of joy to interview artists and great people doing great things in the world. And I'm so glad to have you along for the journey as well. I'm going to end with some great music as usual. Please check out all of Adam's links in the podcast notes. Thanks for being here. And until next time, take good care.